everybody, welcome back to Movie Reel. I'm your host, Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson, and what month is it, Kevin? It's May! That means we get to talk about one of my favorite movie franchises, Star Wars! That's right, dun, baby, we're dun, back! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Don't quit your day job, Sam. All right. Um, So we have already covered the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. So you might be thinking that we're going to the sequel trilogy. Hell no, we're saving that for way later. We're jumping right into like the one-shot movies like Rogue One, Solo, and... Other. We're kind of leaving it a a bit of mystery on on what our last one would be. Because there's so many to choose from. Uh, but for right now, we're starting with the first uh, Star Wars anthology movie, uh, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, which came out in 2016 and was kind of like the filler movie between uh, episodes uh, 7 and 8. And honestly, in my opinion, this was the best movie that Disney made for Star Wars. Yes. I think Solo, I like I like a little more because it's, I mean, it's more of like an adventure action-y movie, as it should be. Yeah, that one's definitely more of a popcorn. Yeah, this, um, this is like important piece of information, uh, this movie, because this is, it's yes. funny because it's like, I remember when they announced that they were doing it or they, when they were making it or whatever, and it was just, it, you kind of just realize like, we all know they had the whole, the movie, the entire episode four, the very first Star Wars, the entire thing is about they have the plans to defeat the Death Star and they need to give it, get it into the right hands. But you don't think much beyond yeah. that. It was never, I never once questioned how did they, I mean, they say like people lost their lives getting the plans, but you don't think about it much beyond that. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're thinking of in episode six when mom, Ma oh, okay. Says yes. Line. But they make some comment. No, you're, 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 you're thinking of like uh, the Death Star. No, two. like they make, don't they make a comment? about people lost their lives to get this, which makes sense with this ending. They made some yeah. comment in the... F- and the yeah, I, I know exactly what line and exactly what scene you're talking about. You're thinking of in the briefing like scene in episode 6 when Mon Mothma says, many Bothans died to bring us this information and then gives the Florida uh, Admiral Akbar and he kind of goes over the plans to take it out right uh, no i I remember that scene and i remember that but they i i I am thinking of that dialogue but didn't they make some comment about the the only main comment that i i kind of remember is in like the opening uh crawl of um a new hope is that the rebels have seized important information and the uh empire is in hot pursuit and it jumps right into the chase scene of princess Leia. okay i think either i thought it happened twice just like two separate occasions or what but like i don't know but anyway i never really and i feel like a lot of people didn't really think much beyond they have the plans and so yeah yeah And, and and yeah and and honestly over the years there have been so many different like stories on how the original death star plans have been taken through like different books comics and video games there's literally i think like two or three video games that have the exact same premise where you are playing as a character who initially steals the death star plans to deliver to the rebellion and they're all completely different stories 
with completely different characters and and it like they're all like retconned obviously because you know either it, it was just such a conflicting uh very uh plot heavy thing to have because you can't have like three different stories on this very important plot device on how they got it like you need to have like it's like no this is what happened because that's what makes sense for like the whole rest of the story went forward. We, we can't have like a story of like, oh yeah, this guy who's like force sensitive but also not was able to steal it after he had a fist fight <laughs> with Vader. It's like it, it would be like way yes. too convoluted and like cartoony if they went with like all the other shit that happened. It's like yeah, he he won like a fist fight with Boba Fett after he choked out a hut with his bare hands. Like okay, let's let's let's. Ease it back you got back. it from the Scooby gang when they stole it in the haunted house on Spooky Island. Oh yeah, from <laughs> old Jenkins himself. Um, <laughs> so, so Sam, what was your initial reaction to this movie when it came um, out? So when I first saw it, I've always, I feel like every time I watch this movie, I like it more and more. The very first time I saw it, I think I was kind of meh about it. And I still in sort like I I like again like I said every time I watch it I like it more and more, but um, well actually I want to ask you something. Do you think? Yeah. So something we've talked about in the past is that the like the prequels like say what you want about the prequels they feel like Star Wars the sequels don't and I feel like this movie is kind of split. It feels like Star Wars. It doesn't feel nearly as fun because the stakes are pretty high and everybody spoiler everybody dies in the end but um so they're not (laughs) yeah this movie came out this movie came out like eight years ago so it's like it's not that much of spoiler um, territory anymore like it's not nearly as like fun but it feels like star wars but it's i feel like it's kind of like a blend almost because it did come out because it is a product of disney but it makes a lot more it's not mm-hmm. as the people that made the sequels didn't understand Star Wars, which is I say that and it's like I feel like the people like I don't know, JJ Abrams would be offended or whatever, but it's like they didn't be or or uh Ryan <laughs> Johnson. It's like, but they didn't because they went against stuff and did things that don't make sense with what we already know. Yeah. Nothing here like doesn't make sense. And even at the end of the, again, the first time I saw it, I realized, Oh, it does actually make sense that they all die because these are characters that we would 100% hear about or would totally see again or something. And we can't because obviously those movies already happened, but also, yeah. It, like, yeah. Yeah. None, none of these characters like ever like make an, an, an appearance like after this. So yeah, it would, it would make no sense if they survived this movie. But yeah, it's so I just it's like I think I think because I also grew, uh not I say grew up. My intro to Star Wars aside from the original uh Richard um was like you've mentioned this. It was kind it's through the eye of Disney and it has a different vibe. And I think so yeah, very much so, so yeah. So I think it felt it didn't feel this doesn't feel dissimilar to uh the sequels but it feels and the content and something about it feels more like the star wars that we love 
but it there is it still has the same i don't know how to explain it better but they still has that same like energy i definitely know what you're kind of what, what you're going for it's is dark and kind of dreary had, and yeah it matches the same tone yes. as the original like trilogy and even kind of like the same kind of like fighting that you would see in like the prequels like it is very like tooth and nail like everyone is fighting their hearts out in this and everyone's giving it their all and and like character wise but cinematically um, i think it kind of has it the is same tone. it's very disney yes it has the same tone yeah. as Di- and something i remember my friends have complained about is how the prequels not the prequels sorry the sequels have like that really lame humor and it's like that is 100 disney and if it wasn't star wars yeah. it would have been a funny joke but it's star wars and the, the humor is always just through like it's like like through it's through the character it's through the situations it's not placed joke and this it kind of sort of felt it just felt like it was half it felt like it was like half yeah. original half new I, and i no, like i i totally know what you mean because the I, I really personally I really like this movie because it we get to see a side of Star Wars that we we didn't really get to see that much, which is kind of how the rebellion operated. Yes. Like we only kind of got to see a little bit of that in like the original trilogy, like through like the Battle of Hoth and Endor and like stuff like that. Like we didn't really get to see a lot of like the behind the scenes politics that no, much. No, no. This one like fully explores that and like how fractured and like not essentially unified they were at this point in time in in the story because this takes place before the original trilogy uh chronologically that is Um, something about this that i did love like the very first time i saw it was because like i said it came i saw it 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 had the same vibe as like force awakens and like last jedi and stuff so it it like i it wasn't until i saw i think it was I watched Mandalorian and then I watched like Clone Wars and Rebels and then suddenly I f- saw Star Wars for what it truly is. And so now I can see the difference of Disney versus um, regular Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. no, it, I honestly like the best example of that is Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels because they are yes. like for the most part, it's I think it's like a very similar like animation team and they had a lot of the same people like crossover and like uh, yeah. characters were introduced in like both uh series and a lot of the times like take uh hondo's character hondo mm-hmm. anaka his character in clone wars i feel like is very different than what we get in rebels i mean yeah he had like he's aged up and he's gone through like a lot of shit in his life but he is very much watered yeah. down he, he he seems like it, it's kind of like um how like the exa- best example I have is like Johnny Depp's character of uh, Jack Sparrow. Like in the first one, he's like, oh, he's like a, a swashbuckling pirate who's like kind of down on his luck, but he still is like confident, and knows what he's doing. And in like the later ones, he's the same character, but he's just like way more of like an alcoholic yeah. asshole. <laughs> he's like, like it's just like all right it's the same character and i know he's gone through a lot of stuff but he's had like more personal triumph than hardship so like there's not a whole lot of reason why he's Hondo's, an asshole now and it's kind of the same with say, hondo yeah but i mean it was kind of, it was kind of like the opposite hondo, i will say was uh it's like he's he's one of those he jumps back and forth between villain and ally and that happened and then like in three yeah. And in Rebels, he's just like an unstable ally. But I know what you. But I get what you mean. Like, yeah, he he's. But yeah, like 
Saw Gerrera is not like, I mean, again, this is like, he's old and like half machine. So it's, but like, that actually brings up another (laughs) thing that I was thinking while watching this. Is that this movie is like the first movie that introduced one of the animated characters. This was the first time they introduced a character from Clone Wars with uh, Saw Gerrera. I remember when I saw that arc on Clone Wars and you said like, do do you recognize him or something? And I was like, what? And he's like, he's Forrest Whitaker's character in in Rogue One. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. But even in like Rebels, it's like he's gone. He's it's like he's gone off the oh, deep one hundred percent. Because and in this, they kind of say because he's a, he obviously hates the Empire, but he acts alone because he's an yeah. Extremist he's 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 we'll so do- he's so extreme that even like the Rebels are like. We gotta take this guy out. He is causing like way more harm than good, and that that was one thing that I really liked. He's like Anakin. He committed almost committed. Genocide. Well, I mean, to be fair, Anakin <laughs> was the one who taught him guerrilla tactics during the Clone Wars, so it makes sense. He's only he's only do- oh, he's only doing what I he forgot. was taught. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about yeah, that. Um, um, but it, it was. I didn't, it, holy shit! I did not. Yeah, think but about it, it was also kind of really, really interesting uh, with. Um, characters like Cassian and Andor, like, we get to see a lot of, like, the nitty-gritty, like, uh, dealings, like, the, re- the the Rebellion had to go through. Like, for the most part, it wasn't as clean-cut as we see it in um, the original trilogy of it's all black and white, like, Rebels good, Empire bad, and, it, th- right. there, like, there wasn't, like, any real moral gray area it was just black and white and then this one we do get to see a lot of like the moral gray where like Cassian Andor has to like kill his like rebel ally informant guy because he's injured and there's no way that they can escape and if he gets caught then it'll put the entire rebellion in jeopardy with all the information he has so he has to kill his own ally and he's like he's had to kill lion sheet since he was like six years old uh for for the rebellion because of all the shit that the empires put them through and it's just really kind of i feel like it makes the rebellion way more interesting and more uh realistic Mm -hmm. because you get to see like they're not always the good guys i mean they're doing everything for a good cause but even you have to do like some things that you can't fully justify for the sake of good like you have to kill for peace and sometimes you kill the wrong people like you're they're, inevitably you are going to have collateral damage and civilians caught in the crossfire and that is abundantly clear with like saw Guerrero's case and that's why it's like yes he's technically an ally but he is causing way more harm than good you have to kill him and that's why they send him to jedi jedda with uh with Jin. which so i even so Jedha was a Jedi, like system. Like, yeah, so yeah, I... so Jedha was like a Jedi like temple retreat. Like the the Jedi had like multiple planets where they had like right. uh, various temples and like places to like worship that were like significantly strong with the Force. Jedha was one of them, and it also happened to be one of the places where you could find a large amount of kyber crystals, which is what they used to power their lightsabers. So it was like kind of like a Jedi retreat where um, they would take younglings to find their crystals. Like in, in that episode of Clone Wars where uh, Ahsoka yeah, yeah, and Yoda, yeah. t- and, and they do the whole trial to find their crystals. It was kind of yeah. like that. They had multiple planets for that. 
um, because there were hundreds of Jedi at the time, and th- that was just one of like the few like uh, uh, natural like force sensitive deposits of kyber crystals that they could use for uh, lightsaber construction, and the Empire took full advantage of that because kyber crystals are very very powerful if you manage to harness their their energy the right way and the best example of that is the death star that is entirely powered through kyber crystals that kind of so this practically brings me to the uh other question i had for you so first Mm -hmm. time again that i saw this like a lot of these like detail like the thing like the kyber crystals and like the different there's so many things about it that just went right over my head but this time Obviously, I knew who Sakurara was. I know what kyber crystals are, and like, yeah, I, I understand all you, that. So you you have a lot more like background knowledge. Yes, and I was thinking, do you think this was a movie, like, like okay, something that I that I love about the animated, uh, uh the the two anime series that. <laughs> I know you've said fuck resistance, right? I guess there's three, but yeah, <laughs> like, but okay. The other, the animated shows. Something I love about them is that obviously, if you watch them in order, things carry more weight as things progress and go on. But I also feel like things are explained well enough that you can watch it in any order. And I yeah. think with this, I saw this obviously in theaters. I hadn't seen Clone Wars. I hadn't seen Rebels. A lot of these things just went right over my head. But at the same time, they do kind of mention what kyber crystals are. And I feel like this is yeah. maybe the first time in a movie they've ever said what a kyber crystal is. They don't mention them at all. And obviously they, in the originals, and they do, I don't think they do in the prequels. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. I think this was the first time, as far as I know, in terms of like movies, that this is the first time the public has been told in, in a live-action movie what kyber crystals are and what powers lightsabers. So do you think this is a movie that's meant more for people that have all this background knowledge? Or do you think it... I think things are explained well enough that it's okay. But I, like I said, all these things the first time I saw it went right over my head. But now I have more background that I caught it. Yeah, I, I, I think that this... Yeah, this movie does explain everything enough so that if no one has a lot of like prior information it's they're going to be able to to digest it a lot easily a lot easily because of um how how much they simplify it with like you know like oh this is kyber crystals this is what the the jedi used to power their weapons and with like the introduction of like um uh chirrut and uh baze or blaze uh, the the two characters uh that we meet later on 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 jedi that used to be like uh like temple guardians on Jeddah and kind of oh, one okay. has like kind of renounced his faith and the other one has like oh yeah no like the force is with all of us that's like, what this, he this is how that's how, this yeah they're both they're both um introduced as guardians of the wills and were like basically they were basically temple guards and like it, it was kind of cool that they they introduced them as uh uh guardians of the wills because the wills were like the um the living embodiment of the force which we see in uh clone wars when when yoda goes on like that uh like vision quest yeah. or, like the end of the series oh, those those were the wills of the force okay because 
He said the so, will. So that, I didn't th- understand what I didn't know what that meant, and so I didn't realize that they were temple yeah. cards. I didn't realize they both. Yeah. Were, so I'm like, okay, he's obviously. Yeah. I was like, is he a Jedi or is he just super force sensitive? But also, is no. Jin or is her mom force? Why did they just have a Kyber crystal? Yeah, I. They never fully explained that. I think it was just kind of like something that like her dad had because he's an Imperial scientist and he's been working on the Death Star for like years. And naturally he would probably have some Kyber crystals on hand for his study that he probably just gave like one to his wife and daughter. It's like, Hey, here's something that I appreciate you for. Like here's some lovely jewelry. <laughs> it, was, it was a small Kyber crystal. Cause it was like, at most it's, it's going to like, if you manage to find like lightsaber pieces, then yeah, you have a, a fully functioning lightsaber, but the chances of that happening are like slim to none because of the purge. So honestly, it's just going to be like a decorative necklace that will be worthless to most people, but really valuable to a small like select people that most people, but most people aren't going to know what that is. People are just like, ooh, shiny rock. Shiny, Let me take shiny that. Shiny rock. So me. Yeah, it's like shiny rock. Like, no, like, if, like if you, if no one said that was a kyber crystal, no one would think of anything of it. But then like, sure, it says like, like, oh, hey, you have a kyber crystal. You know what those things are? It's like, oh yeah, like my father said that these were the, the power source of the lightsabers. Like, your father's a smart man. And then they go on and do their mission. But I, I kind of want to get back into kind of like the kind of like duality of like the mood that this thing, this mm-hmm. movie had, because it was done under like a, a Disney gaze, but it still had a lot of the same like kind of nostalgic feels of like the original trilogy. Yes. And I think one of the reasons why it still kind of felt, uh, fractured on on that was because of the comedy and some of the like i feel like a lot of the jokes kind of landed in this movie especially with like um alan tudyk's character k2so who is probably the funniest character in the whole movie yeah like he's like a snarky more asshole version of but he has the thing is i realize because he doesn't he he complete talks there's no like c3po sounds somewhat robotic and R2, for just, you know, making sounds, has a ton of personality yeah. as well. Yeah, beep boop. So, <laughs> R2, is that you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, beep boop, bitch, let's go. Um, but he, it, that was my only, was he, as, he was a lot of fun, and he was great, but do you think he had too much personality? Like, too much, like, like, it's like almost I- too much humor? Like, it bore, it was close, like, it was... It was bordering, okay. but I mean, he definitely had enough lines, and he was, like, very pivotal for, like, the story to progress that I I felt like he kind of got a pass for him to make as many jokes as he did, because without him, like, the end of the movie just wouldn't have well, happened. Right, right, I don't mean him not being there, yeah. I think it's uh, yeah. him... No, 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 I'm, I'm, yeah, like, but the fact that he was such a pivotal like character and like MacGuffin for like the story to progress as, as it did, I feel like that kind of gives you a pass to be as much of like a, like a comedic relief character, even though he is extremely of, he's an extremely valuable asset to like both Cassie and Jin, as well as the entire rebellion, because he's a reprogrammed Imperial like maintenance droid. So he can, 
Like he's basically just like a walking spy. Like he he can just blend in immediately. And Jin shoots one and immediately thinks that she shot yeah. him. And it's like, did you did you know that was me when it wasn't me? It's like, yeah, of course, <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, um. So yeah, I, I feel like him and like the, the, there was like a couple jokes with like sure like there was a couple blind jokes with like cheer it that is like okay that's fine it, it was only like one or two jokes it's like okay that's fine we're gonna get those regardless so that's fine that there was i, I was actually surprised that there was only th- like two jokes that i can really remember uh of him being blind i was expecting there to be like at least six throughout this movie so kudos to you you've you've definitely learned your lesson on making blind jokes disney i'm proud of you for learning from your mistakes wait what other um jokes uh the leslie nielsen movie mr magoo Uh, uh. is just a minefield of (laughs) really dated blind jokes that have aged really poorly Um, okay oh my god i've never seen that movie (laughs) it it is (laughs) We, we might need to do an episode on it because, boy, oh boy, it, it has gotten to a point where uh, after a while when they re-release it, they had to put a disclaimer saying that Disney does not associate with the portrayal of blind people in this movie. Um, and he's, the funny thing is, he's not blind. He's just really, like, he has just really horrible vision and he just refuses to get glasses. That's the whole joke. Okay. Um, and and, sh- and and shenanigans ensue. But yeah, the fact that they've only made like two jokes in this movie when that's that's a really easy, like lazy joke to just go off of because it's just there. It's a, it's a very obvious thing that you can yeah. poke fun at. And uh, I also thought uh, the the Imperial pilot, uh, Bodhi, uh, he, he definitely had like a couple like comedic lines because he was kind of like the kind of like the. Um, like the nervous, like kind of like schizophrenic kind of kind of character. Like he wasn't like actually schizophrenic, but he was definitely like the more like twitchy kind of character of like, oh, you guys are gonna get me? You're gonna kill me? Oh, I don't know. Let's try to figure this out. Like Tim, uh, I mean Tim. Well, not schizophrenic, but he was like, I understand, but I'm yeah, like, I don't feel yeah, schizophrenic is. I think you're mixing up schizophrenic with something else. I'm. Yeah, I've been watching too much Moon Knight oh. lately. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not cut up. Sorry, I literally just finished episode five he's before watching schiz- this, so yeah, yeah, I feel like either. that's kind of in my mind. Wait, wait. Okay, I'm not well, cut up. Anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler for Moon Knight, I guess. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. By, well, I mean, I'll see it by the time this comes out. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, I guess that's that's good that they didn't go. I didn't even think about that. Like, I don't even remember yeah. any of the blind jokes i feel like i vaguely remember one the yeah the main one i remember is when forrest whitaker's men kidnap oh, right. uh, cassie and, and and the crew they put back they put bags over all, everyone's head and they put one over like shirt's head and he's like are you kidding me i'm blind like cause, like they don't want him to know where the base is like yeah that seems kind of unnecessary like that that was actually that was, a legitimately yeah, yeah. funny joke but um i i kind of want to go a bit into like shirt's character he uh, the actor Donnie Yen is a honestly he is probably like one of my favorite actors in this movie. He is phenomenal yeah. in this movie. I mainly know him uh, through like his movies in um, the Ip Man series, where he's pretty much just like it's like a series of, like kung fu movies. And I was 
really excited to see him in this, especially after how poorly they used uh, some of the other characters in Force Awakens. They had a lot of like really good actors and from other like kung fu movies, and when I saw them, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get like a really awesome fight scene!" And they they were on screen for like all three minutes, and they didn't even like pull a punch <laughs> or anything That's, like that. Yeah. Um, but in this one, he is kicking ass like nobody's business. He is freaking donatello from the ninja turtles in this movie it was it was insane this was a great group of people it was yeah i I wish we would see them again like i think the only thing i can possibly the only well okay we are getting a cassian endor series and that takes place before yeah but obviously i doubt the others would make appearances but definitely not. Yeah, because for but, the most part, yeah. It, it, it definitely seemed like this was like the first time they had all met each other was through this movie. Yeah, but it's a great group of people, and it's like a shame that we don't get to see them do things together again. Unless, I don't know, uh, they get, sir, what are what are their names? I can't, I'm like, I haven't seen, I don't know this movie that well. I've only seen it a few times. The, the uh, so, yeah, guards, they're the, there's Temple Guards. Oh, uh, Guardians of the Wills. Yes. What are them? What are what are their names? Uh, Sheridan Bays. Okay, they um unless they get their own like spinoff series on Disney Plus, which I wouldn't be against. That that sounds like it'd be really fun. But they all worked well together. They all had good chemistry. This was way more character driven than story driven yeah. than I was expecting, which I was actually very pleasantly surprised. Yes. The sequels didn't take notes. No, no, it did not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great, like, so Felicity. Um, Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. I always, I always want to say Felicity Hoffman. <laughs> it's like, that's a very different person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jen, Jenner or so. Um, and uh, Diego Luna and uh, Riz Ahmed is the pilot. Like, it's a, it's a good group of people it's a good group of actors and Vero Mortensen is uh Gail Urso or how do you say his name he's the dad he's Ur- it's he's Matt Mickelson what am I thinking oh my god <laughs> dumbass. it's like what Vigo Mortensen <laughs> yes it, it's that's Mickelson but the whole time I'm like I know him and I know his face yeah but I was like thinking Vigo Mortensen <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> That is a very different... I Honestly, I could see it's him in a, that role, but yeah, no. It's, <laughs> it's a somewhat chaotic day, but okay, Mads Mickelson. Yeah. Mads Mickelson, was, I, he's also well-casted. Yeah, I, I, honestly, and th- this was also, like, around the same time when, like, Mads Mickelson was, like, kind of, like, on a roll. Like, he had this, then he had, like, um, Doctor Strange. He, he was the bad guy in that. Um, I remember there was Hannibal. That was Hannibal. That yeah, was uh, like he, yeah, the, he was very much like a, a very like common name, and it seemed like he was like portrayed as like the bad guy in a lot of stuff. So like when I saw him attached to this, like I thought he was gonna be kind of like we were gonna get like a betrayal moment between like him and like Jin, but like no, he was like no, I want to make sure that the Death Star fails. Do not let this thing succeed, but I kind of have to do it, otherwise, you know, I'm gonna die and. Everyone that I know will die. So it's like, I have to do this because, like, the Empire's kind of twisting my arm. I have no choice. But I was, I was like, fully expecting something along the lines of, like, oh, no, I, I want to do this. And just kind of, like, wants to build it off of, like, pride. It's like, I want to do it just to know that I can do this or something like that. 
But I, I was actually really happy to that. It's like, oh no, he is a good guy. He's going to try and do this because, you know, we, we see the beginning of the movie. He's like openly defying the Empire. They kill his wife and they try to kill uh, Jin. I will say, okay, something I remember a lot of people thought the whole the, the thing about shooting into the reactor, like the, the flaw yeah. was the fact that it was intentional was stupid. And I, I'm like, I don't think that's stupid. If anything, I think it makes more sense than someone being doing that on accident. Like yeah. that makes way more sense. And also like, <laughs> like, because it's, yeah, it is a very, very tiny flaw, but also it can, that they wouldn't notice. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I, I kind of liked that it was intentional and it was kind of an act of defiance. Like the guy who designed it and built it, even made sure that there's a way for it to be taken. Yeah, out. and and it, it like that's it, and it's not like it's like a, a overtly like obvious flaws. Like it's just it's a vent that just leads the to the main reactor. But it's like that's like several miles. Like the Death Star is huge. So it's like yeah, of course, like a, like a random like engineer going over this isn't going to like realize that's a problem because like oh yes, a vent naturally the thing people shoot, shoot torpedoes at yeah. that's something that we need to defend just like no that's a vent we're gonna need to leave that uncovered because this is a moon-sized battle station this thing's going to give off a lot of heat and a lot of like exhaust we're gonna need to vent the core like pretty regularly especially since apparently this thing moves at light speed which i kind of didn't fully think about until this movie because this thing jumps around at light speed like a couple times in the movie and i just thought like Oh yeah, no, that would make sense that this thing would move like that quickly if it wanted to destroy planets. Otherwise, like, well, I've destroyed every planet near me. I guess we're gonna have to wait thirty hours for us to get within firing range of the next planet. I thought you meant thirty hours for like another planet to form so we can destroy it. I'm thinking, wait, I feel like that would take longer than thirty hours. <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't know science, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Star Wars is weird. There's time travel. There's like space wizards. Nothing wasn't makes there, sense there. Wasn't there? in like rebels there was a weapon that could be it wasn't the death star it was like pre-death star but it was something that could be that could pull something out of hyperspace oh yeah it was a uh uh, yeah it was essentially a tractor beam which is like that's a very useful weapon uh no 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 wait it wasn't a tractor beam it was a, a gravity well it affected gravity around a ship that would prevent them from escaping into hyperspace I know I'm the one that brought up Rebels, but speaking of Rebels, yeah. um, it actually, okay, so I remember you saying that, so Star Wars Rebels, it takes place five years before Rogue One, but then at the very end of Rebels, like, it, it kind of just showed the end of the Rebellion, so was that, like, last episode, that last fight, with with the, with those characters... Was that the end of the rebellion, or was that just just before like Rogue One, like timeline wise? I think I was always really confused I, on that. Oh god, I, I'm trying to remember. If you I know, think it takes place like because well, I, I remember like in it's about five two, years before. Yeah, it's about five years. I oh god, I'm trying to remember the timeline now. It's all because Ezra. Muddled. So Ezra is the same age as Luke and Leia. His birthday yeah. was like the day the like Empire like 
like it was the day like the empire was, began was formed yeah and, um and he turns like 15 and then the whole there's that whole like that whole arc about his family i remember and i remember like again it's with like a character's age i remember in by the time phantom menace ends darth maul is i believe 22 and he dies in rebels at i believe he's either 53 or 54 when when okay. obi-wan kills him so oh god it's it's been so long since i've watched if you don't Rebels if you don't I, know it's fine yeah. i was just curious like time yeah I, I i would generally have to look that up because i didn't think rebels would come up this much in conversation <laughs> i didn't do my own well, because that one. well because okay like well like we talked about clone wars last year a little bit because that yeah. does take place during that period of time in the prequels whereas this kind of is taking yeah. place at the same time yeah, like so, I, I yeah. think. It, yeah, no, like it, this might for, be a question for Ben. Correctly, when yeah, no, if I if, yeah. yeah, when it, yeah, when we when we track him down, um, if I remember correctly, Rebels ends with the battle with like Thrawn Ezra being launched into like the far reaches, and when they were preparing for like a retaliatory strike from the Empire, it never happened. It was, I believe, like, uh, this was still around the time when Thrawn and Tarkin were still debating between the uh, uh, Death Star plans and the TIE uh defender plans on like which project that the emperor should fund for so, okay like, so keeping the keeping the thing working so i think this was bef- like a while before rogue one but by that point lethal was like too much of a problem planet for the empire to like conceivably like retake because you know thousands of <laughs> of imperial uh uh troopers were were killed there okay um that was just as well as like what as well as like one of the like their main uh admirals like let's let's hold off on lethal for a bit okay i was always curious just because like it it just kind of jumped at the very end it jumped to the end of a rebellion i'm like wait a minute so is this the end of the rebellion or was that like a t- I, I don't know it, anyway i was just curious and i thought i would bring it up because this is the yeah this is also kind of the I don't want to say the end of the rebellion, but it's like the beginning of the end of the rebellion. Yeah. When you think about it, because they, you know, that they hadn't gotten these plans, they would not have been able to accomplish what they were able to after. Yeah. Um, But that's also something I love about this movie. And I, I love that it literally goes into the last, like, it's like a couple hours before maybe a couple, maybe in a few minutes, maybe like 30 minutes before the next uh before a new hope yeah no this like, literally is like the opening this whole movie is yeah. the opening text of a new hope and it starts yes. off literally like five minutes after the end of this movie with vader's uh ship hunting down princess leia like I immediately mean, okay. following that battle i think i thought there was like maybe a few like a, like 30 plus 30 minutes to a couple hours just because they're like we got the no we got the plans great they're not no one seems to be very once they've detached and they're away no one seems to be that concerned that that that's what i mean like there's no the energy but also that so when they get the plans do is there like i know it wasn't akbar what was his uh admiral radis admiral radis which 
they're they're great. I and I also love Akbar. I love just I love. Yeah, that's honestly like that species is like probably like one of my favorite species in Star Wars. The 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 Mon Calamari. They're just they're fucking awesome. I just love like I love the climax of this movie so much just because they're fine. It's like you kind of said it earlier, like it's not black and white. Like we were, yes, yeah. in the original trilogy, we're kind of told black and white. Cause that's all we need to know. There's also so yeah. many other things we're learning that that is not something that needs to be complicated, but obviously exactly, like, yeah. people, people are complicated and like organizations like this are complicated. And the fact that like this whole like final battle it's in this movie, it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of, Yes, like, you know, like, fuck the Empire, but also really, like, sort of fuck the Rebellion. We're not gonna, we're not gonna listen to these, take these bullshit orders, we're gonna do the right thing. And the Rebellion even comes to their defense, and I love how right away the, the Mon Calamari are all there too. Like, they wanted to fight, and so they're like, okay, well, we're gonna go help, and I just, I just, something about that, like, stand by, Rogue One, I don't know, I just love that they're there. I don't know. Yeah, no, I. I no, I I feel the same because like first of all, like I want to say like the last like forty minutes of this movie are the best part of this movie. 100%. I feel like the the, the 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 pacing of this movie is a bit choppy in the beginning because like they're kind of like randomly like introducing some like characters and locations, and it feels a bit choppy and clunky. But it gets the story moving and it, and it's serviceable and it, it gets the job done. There's plenty of action to go around. And, it makes but it, once we get to sorry, the, the point where seem, like they they yeah sorry it makes it seem kind of like the climax is really long when it's like in reality yes. this isn't necessary like you know what I mean like it, it it's like a long movie but we do need all this information we do need to get yeah yeah so anyway yeah sorry continue yeah no it, it yeah it definitely makes sense but it it definitely makes the the climax of the movie that much better Mm -hmm. and i remember uh when this movie came out like a review saying that like this movie puts the war back in star wars because the entire last like act of this movie is just a massive like uh like ground battle and like space battle and just like them trying to like all right we gotta like reconnect our forces otherwise we're both dead this entire mission is going to be a complete waste of all of our resources and all of our lives that that have uh, been lost during this battle. Um, but I, I do love the fact that like, it's just like the battle starts off with like 30 like rebel troops, like in a, in a stolen cargo ship, just completely defying orders. And it's like, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're rogue one. And they just leave. And then like, <laughs> I want to say like an hour later, once like shit hits the fan for them, like half the entire rebel fleet, a couple of generals and an admiral is like, we're with you, Rogue One. Yeah. We're gonna come and save you. It's like that's it's, awesome. Yeah, like the fact that they just completely, like, completely go behind the backs of like, like half the politicians is like, we should surrender. We have no way of de- defending against the the Death Star. And then the other half's like, we don't even know if this thing's real because the we only have the word of like an ex imperial pilot. Uh, a dead imperial scientist and the daughter of that scientist who is a known criminal. We really have no like real discernible information that is valid here. But it's like, nah, fuck it. We're the ones fighting this war, not you politicians. We're gonna go over there and fight and steal this information. Fuck you guys. I, yeah. I love that. And I did think it was like they pulled Jin into this 
And then she decides she wants to stay and she gives us information. And I get that the stakes are high. It wasn't really a matter of they don't believe her, but like, it was just like, I mean, there there were a, there were a couple that were like we have no idea well, right to like, right 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 but to to like validate this it information became more about like yeah because but they're like still you know they, it's like you're the ones that, why would she make this up like out of everyone of course she is gonna hate the rebellion and there's a there's a this, there's a scene I really love because um when Cassian is. I've also never understood this. So Cassian's told they the plan is they're gonna use Jin to go to Saw Gerrera to get the uh, pilot who's defected, and he has a message, and they need Jin to get through the door because she knows Saw. Yeah, and uh, and he also is given the secret task to kill Saw Gerrera, Saw Gerrera because of how much trouble he has given uh, yeah. the rebellion. Okay, so th- it was Saw in that moment because later. He's kind of, he's also tasked with killing Jin's father. He, or he was caught, he was, he was told to, and then the rebellion was going to just do it anyway, whether he was able to or not. But why were they trying to kill him? I didn't understand that. It's like, okay, if he has information, like, what? I don't, why, why were they going to kill him? I didn't understand that. So, so I think why they were going to try to kill Jin's father? Yeah. Because he's the lead architect of the Death Star. If like this thing isn't finished and he's dead, then there's really no way that they can, like, I mean, yes, they can probably like conceivably finish. It'll just take them like a extremely long time. So I think that they wanted to kill him as like a precautionary measure because like, hey, if this thing is real, kill the guy who is building it. If this thing isn't real, then we killed an Imperial scientist. There's there's no real loss on our end if this guy dies. Yeah, it just seems like, okay, but it's pretty much done. They're just testing it at, at this point. Yeah, and they, yeah I mean, they, yeah. they just, it's like, okay, let's just, oh, uh, let's just kill him to be safe. But then when they actually, and again, yeah. then later, even though we're not 100% sure, but then later when they're also not 100% sure, they don't want to fight. And it's like, I understand the, you don't want to lose people when you don't have to, but if the only, op- yeah. your only option is fight or not, like that, it's just like, come on, Rebellion. I do, but I do like that. I love this conversation where Jin was like, she realizes that Cassian is going to kill her father. And then she's like, calls him out on it. But I kind of also love that he's like, okay, I didn't do it. Yeah, I, I could have done it, but I didn't do yeah. it. I disobeyed orders. But also, like, I kind of just love that he calls her out right back because he's like, we, yeah. like, you know, you don't have the luxury to be involved in politics. We don't, I don't have the luxury of ignoring this when I feel like it. You know, you care now, but you didn't care before. Yeah, no, I really like that they have that dynamic where, like, they're just calling each other out on, like, hey, you're, like, doing all these, like, horrible things for the rebellion. Yeah. I'm doing something for something that I believe in. I, and meanwhile, you're running away whenever things get too hard. I, I have to stick with it. I've been doing this since I was six years old. You haven't done anything longer than six years. They're both polar opposites on like how they want to get things done. But the fact that it's like, oh, this is a huge problem with like the Death Star. And they just like, all right, well, we're with you. Let's let's go take this thing out. And I love the fact that... my mind. How old? is he supposed to be if he was in this since he was six i i have no idea it's about 20 years so he's in his like maybe he's supposed to be like 26 plus or almost 30 i don't know they yeah. somewhere around there but i was just like six 
How old are you? <laughs> okay, anyway. But yeah, I, I also just, I really love the, the scene where um, Jin, like, presents, like, her, like, evidence, quote-unquote, on, like, the, the Death Star and, like, the destruction of Jedha, and all the various, like, uh, rebellion leaders are, like, debating and, like, playing devil's advocate and really trying to, like, figure out what's going on. And I love the fact that they brought back Jimmy Smits mm-hmm. for for this movie. I I absolutely love that. I remember seeing this in theaters, and when he, he first shows up, and, like, like, pretty close to the beginning of the movie, everyone was cheering that they brought him back as his character for uh, Bail Organa uh, from, from Alderaan. And I remember everyone... Like just going no, and he says like I need to go back to Alderaan. Yeah. It's, like, it's like no, oh god. My sister and I were like, maybe take a scenic route, like yeah. or take yeah. your time. Um, but yeah, that yeah. was great. Or like when R two and C three PO showed up, we're also like, ah, ha, 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 ha. there were also like a, a couple like uh uh other like fanfare moments there were there were a couple rebel cameos in this chopper makes a cameo in the rebel hanger as well as the that was chopper (laughs) yeah that was chopper and um the ghost uh is in the battle of scarif oh my i didn't notice that okay i have to go back i think uh, i saw oh you know what it was i saw a droid and i because i knew r2 i thought like are they coming because i was it's been a crazy day, so I was I was skipped yeah. <laughs> like a few scenes, and so I'm like, did I miss it? And then it, and so I saw a droid, and I thought it was R two, but it wasn't, and so maybe that was that might have been Chopper, but I have to go back yeah. to look to see if the ghost is there. But um, um, yeah, and they, and they also in the rubble hangar, they have like the intercoms, like General Sandula, please report to the briefing room. And it's like, oh hey, it's Hera. <laughs> um, oh my god. But um. Speaking of like recurring characters, I, I feel like we need to address the elephant in the room of CG Tarkin and CG Leia. What was your take on that? Um, it's it was kind of. I will say now, Tarkin's starting to look CGI. It's only been a few yeah. years, but when I first saw it, I was like kind of blown away. I didn't. Re- I was like, what? I'm like he's. There's no way this guy is still alive. <laughs> and then I, I yeah. And the, I, I remember yeah. seeing this, and I remember everyone either being like really divided on Tarkin, and like most people hating Leia. I was one of the few people that like I thought that Tarkin looked fine in this, and yeah, like you said, it is kind of like Wayne a bit now after God, like eight years since this came out. I, I still can't believe it's that old already. What? Oh my God, that can't be right. This came out in 2016. Oh my god! Am I just am I am I just bad at math, or is that eight years? Um, that's four. That's six years. Uh, six years. Jesus Christ! I am bad at math. Um, <laughs> I was about to, wait, let me double check. I want to make sure we're not both bad at math. No, it is six years. <laughs> I don't know why I kept saying eight. Um. Yeah, I think Tar- he looked. He looks kind of weird now. At the time, is kind of blown away. Leia, it's like she looks okay. I think when I saw it she carrie fisher had just died and yeah. i remember reading something that said they're not gonna she's not gonna make obviously any more appearances as and i was like well duh like yeah and no then shit. i <laughs> i didn't understand and then i saw rogue one i was like oh that's why but then i realized do you realize that there's somebody there are people out there who went in to see rogue one and came out and like turned on their phones and saw that she died 
like can you imagine yeah. how horrible that was been? I knew at least beforehand, but um, she looks, it's, it's weird, but also it looks, it's like, it's fine. I don't, when it comes to that kind of stuff, like, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm not as picky. I'm more like, oh, cool. They're brought back. But like, it, it's like, because yeah, we're, especially now with like, you know, Mandalorian and Boba Fett and like any, or like, even like the Ahsoka series, like, some of these characters are alive at this time. And if the actor is okay with it, then I don't have a problem with it. I think it's yeah. like kind of cool no, that they're I... being brought back and Tarkin. Yeah. It makes sense that he's here. It makes sense that they brought yeah. him back and it was kind of cool. And, but also even when Darth Vader shows up, it's kind of like, hooray. Like, like yeah. yeah. And it's voiced by James Earl Jones yeah. too. Um, <laughs> We have to talk. I, I laughed because I, remember you complained when this came out about Darth Vader's dad joke. And I was like, what? I didn't remember. And I realized it's when he's yeah. choking. <laughs> and he says, do not choke yeah. on your aspirations. <laughs> yeah, no. Cause... I know you're a dad, Anakin, but come on. I mean, he doesn't know that yet. Like he, he doesn't know that until like well after the, the Death Star blows up. Oh, does he think that they're just, he assumes that they're dead? Yeah, yeah. Oh. He, he he thinks that he killed Padme while she was still pregnant, and they died in the process as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, okay. in, in canon now, he finds out the identity of Luke, the the person who blew up the Death Star, because he hired Boba Fett to like track down and figure out who did that. After like the Death Star is blown up, like when he's like trying to shoot him down and he's like oh he's strong with the force like he has no idea that he's shooting at his own son okay so this is like bef- it's like bef- after new hope before empire yeah it, it, yeah in between okay. is like him like hey um i'm your dad spoiler um yeah uh, oh but, hi yeah um, so yeah no it, it was just really cool seeing uh some familiar faces and a lot of like uh references to like other characters of, like hey that like them referencing like Leia earlier on and like Obi-Wan and uh them trying to get the plans and getting like everything like set in motion for a new hope. I really liked that. And um I just I loved the climax of this movie. Yeah. I think like I said, every time I watch this movie I like it more and more. The first time I watched it I was kind of meh because it has that same blend. Like we said it's fractured. It's like sort of feels like the sequels, but not quite. And that's what I thought just Star Wars was, even though I'd seen the original, obviously, but I assumed those are old. These are, yeah. And it wasn't until like, I, I think it was like after this, I saw the prequels and then watched, you know, and then I realized like, oh, okay, I finally understood. And, and <laughs> I understood people's, there were a lot of times like I remember how mad when everyone was so angry about Last Jedi. And I was like, I know that everyone's right. I'm just not there yet. I just haven't come to that. I haven't, ex- I understand. I know it, but I don't get you, it. You haven't yet. come to the dark side yet. I just didn't under, like, I knew they were right, but I just didn't get it yet. And it wasn't until later did I finally realize like, yes, everyone's right to be upset. Um, we have to yeah. talk about um, Ben, uh, Ben, Ben Mendelsohn, director Krennic. Of, not need to Star Wars villains. He is my like, his type of villain and he's play he's playing the same like type of villain in uh ready player one 
he's that kind he's my it's like my second least favorite or like it's the kind of villain that's just like he's just scrambling because he knows he's like he's on like a razor's edge because obviously he keeps fucking up he keeps like telling like no 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 like you know whatever so the stakes are high for him yeah but it's just he he's a villain that acts a lot cooler and more superior than he actually is and something about him i just i i totally know what you mean he always acts like he's top dog even though he's kind of like pretty middle in the food chain uh because like if he he fucks up then like he's gonna be replaced like immediately or or killed off in like this movie's case because you know vader had a very bad habit of killing incompetent officers to the point where like the suicide rate in the empire (laughs) skyrocketed whenever he entered a ship what that's canon officers if they like thought they fucked up hard enough and they knew vader was like somewhat related or like involved with an operation a lot of times they would just blow their heads off that is canon holy shit i did not know yeah but also also... yeah disney didn't edit that out Also, I mean, how is, is he just gonna force choke them? Like, how is he gonna kill them, or just with his lightsaber? Like, yeah, like, yeah, probably like force choke. I, I'd rather like shoot myself in the head than get strangled to death for who knows how long. I mean, okay, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I'll take the, I'll take the <laughs> easy way out if I know I'm gonna die or think I'm gonna die. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Star Wars. You could just like pretend to fall over because there's no railings or yeah, there's there's you know, there's no OSHA <laughs> in space. <laughs> but. Um, holy shit. Yeah. Darth Vader did yeah, He also had a really bad habit of, like, going out in the field, and as a result, his troopers would have, like, a really high, like, casualty count. He, he was basically, like, had, like, the same kind of, like, mentality as, like, Pong Krell during the Clone Wars, but he was, like, way more efficient, and he was actually in the front lines with his troops doing, like, all that shit, too. He just had the luxury of not being as incompetent as a stormtrooper and being able to, like, deflect bullets and have, like, a good aim. Fuck Krell. I hate Krell. Krell sucks. Okay. <laughs> Every, everyone anyway. hates Krell. Yes, no. I know, I know I'm not in, like, the minority on that. Um, but there's one thing we haven't, we have not talked about yet. And mm-hmm. it's, it, because it is Star Wars Month, we have to acknowledge this, the music in this movie. Yes. What are your thoughts? I, I absolutely love it. The The theme for this is just, it is both, like, fantastical and, and uh, like, ins- inspirational enough to, like, get the blood pumping for, like, the entire fight and, like, the opening of this movie, which... I was actually very surprised that this movie didn't have an opening crawl. As far as I know, this is like one of the main Star Wars movies that doesn't have the opening crawl in text. I like that there isn't, though, because it's like, and I guess it makes sense because, like you said, the opening crawl for New Hope is this. Is this movie, yeah. So it makes sense that this there's movie, not This really... movie is the opening crawl, yeah. No, I, I, I totally get why they didn't have it because, like, it, it would basically be like, yeah. like a cliff notes of, like, a sentence in... A, a new it's hope. Star Wars, guys. <laughs> That's honestly like the best way to describe this music. It's Star Wars. Like, there's no way you can mistake it for anything else. It is just as iconic and is just as original as all the movies that came before it. And you can almost instantly recognize it, even if you've only seen it like a, a handful of times. So it is not. But what's I think is so great about this is I don't like recycled music. 
Like, I, and like, and I mean, I don't mean the theme. I just mean what's like, you just took this music from this other scene in a different, like, I remember in like the, the most recent like Pirates movie, there was a scene where I'm like, this music is from a different movie. Like, you're just using the same music again. And it just, it just comes off as lazy. Whereas here, um, so John Williams, obviously he's credited with like the original, with like certain themes and stuff, but Michael Giacchino is the composer he did the he's done a lot of disney he he won the oscar for up he did the music for incredibles he also did the music for um i think spider-man uh the most re- more recent ones and okay. uh he actually just did the batman which nice. is the music, and that was phenomenal uh, yeah i really it's, liked that. that music is so so great but what i think is so great it's not like it sounds like john i don't know how to explain it because i'm like it fits and it sounds great and it's like it sounds like john williams but it doesn't sound not like it doesn't sound it he did a great job basically is what i'm getting at he like i think mimicked john williams and he did a really excellent job it didn't sound like it, it everything fit it didn't sound like anything was out of place it didn't sound like anything was he's trying to make it his own no he just he took what he what we all know of john williams and just kind of went with that and it sounds like it's it's incredible like it's great and but i will say there isn't there were certain pieces that i liked but it's i will say this is probably the first star wars movie where i think there were just certain sounds where i'm like that does that just sounds like star like that's star wars like that is a star wars piece like like audio bike yeah no like the 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 blaster sound the tie fighters like they have so many iconic sounds that i'm pretty sure like most of them are like copywritten for lucasfilm but not even just that i mean like uh when they were i think when they were on the i don't the, the planet where where they were gonna go kill Jin's dad there was like and they're looking down oh yeah it's just like that like flute like uh star wars music like i don't know how oh I, I i know exactly what you're talking that that random like sound but yeah. yeah i i totally know what you're talking about i i can't describe I, yeah, it other than like, you know that, I mean? but, like that flute music but other than like that there isn't this is probably the first star wars movie i do think that doesn't have like there's no binary sunset there's no duel of fates there's no incredibly beautiful like moment of like like this is a beautiful song it's just the music overall is incredible but it's not and i'm not saying like oh it'd be better with john williams i think it's just the story doesn't really have room for that yeah like, yeah this this movie it, it it it's just i don't think this movie was supposed to be anything more than what it was which was supposed to be a bridging gap story between uh the the prequels and the original trilogy of yeah. like how the plans came to be and just introduce a new cast of characters yeah I, th- this was just pretty much just them introducing new characters to run through this very uh popular narrative on like how the death stars got stolen like it aside from that it's like if this thing becomes more that's great if not yeah. then it's it served its purpose and we were able to tell and the i don't story. fault it for if that it, it, like it, yeah yeah no, not at all. It works. Everything there's I think the biggest flaw of this movie is the um like we said it's like you you said it I keep saying it but it's a good word fractured. It's like it's like it's split yeah. between Disney and a Ridge Ridge vibe and 
it doesn't, it's like, it doesn't feel as bad as the uh, sequels, but it doesn't, it's like border. It's weird. I, I don't know how to describe it better than that, it, but I think that's its overall. It, th- th- this, this is, yeah, th- this is definitely one of those, you either love it or you hate it movies. And I, for one, love this movie, especially like the last, like the, the last act of this movie. But there's one last scene I want to talk about before we, before okay. we start wrapping this up. The hallway scene. Holy shit. Out of the entire movie, that is by far the single most iconic scene in the entire movie. The Vader Master hallway scene. Oh my god, it is. Yeah. That is so good. It is so good. We get to see Vader taking. Oh my god. He just kicks so much ass and takes so much names. It is so great. I loved that scene so much. Yeah. Because up until that point, like, Vader is just like. We just see him like, like fuck with like some imperial officers in like the original trilogy, and have like a really like lazy sword fight with like Ben. But before that, we see him just like Jason Voorhees, like Friday the Thirteenth, massacre like twelve guys in a hallway. It is magical. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I just love he just massacred everyone. It was magical. <laughs> But no, I know what you mean, because it's like, it, I just, I love it mainly because of like, oh, fuck, we're like, we are in the... You guys are, are dead. No, I mean, yes, but no, we're getting to a new, a new hope, oh my god. But also, is there one copy of the plans? Like, you know, the, like, Ak- Akbar has it, why don't they keep it, just in case, like... It, no, no, it, 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 Radis. Radis, sorry, Akbar. not Akbar, Radis, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he died during that battle. Rat all. I feel this. Yeah, no, literally now. the only ship. Yeah, like, the, like, yeah, like. Oh, okay, I remember in um, yeah, no, he he dies because like they board his ship, and the only ship that escapes is Leia, and I'm pretty sure Radis isn't on that ship. And if he is, then he got captured, and the only one that they rescued was Princess Leia, which no. means he would have been on the Death Star, which means he it got blown up. No, I mean. Like, okay, so Rogue One sends the plans to Radis's ship. So he has the plans. Yes. So, like, why not send it to yes, other ships? It... Just so... I didn't think they had time, I mean, I get, I get that, but, like, once they leave... I don't know. Like, okay, but whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah, like... No, like, conceivably, it makes sense if they, like, like transmitted it elsewhere. But, like, I think they only had time to, like copy it on like that one floppy disk and like get it to to princess leia before you know the ship got boarded and they're probably gonna like wipe the system and blow the whole thing up erase any and all evidence of it being there and then like just call it a day i realize it's just like a it's like the comp i mean it's not convoluted in this case because it was they're handing it to someone just as they're dying but like like in in the clones of palpatine once Padme dead, so he has Dooku who asks, oh, who has yeah. Django who asks his friend who uses a robot who sends <laughs> a droid. <laughs> that TikTok you sent me about that, yeah. I was laughing so hard because it's so it accurate. Is, it's so funny, but yeah, because like because Dooku doesn't want to do it, so he hires a guy, and he doesn't <laughs> want to do it, so he hires another do it. <laughs> who doesn't want to do but, it. <laughs> um, yeah, that whole it, it's just you kind of just realize like. Because again, like we like kind of going back to what we were saying earlier, we don't think about what 
everyone went through. And literally, like, the last, like, a planet was blown up. <laughs> and then the last, like, the last, like, line of defense were literally massacred to hand this to someone to give it to Leia. Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah, they, they, lo- they lost half their fleet. They lost, like, 60-plus ground forces. They lost a general, and they lost an admiral for this. Like, they lost so much of their command structure for this one mission. And it's like, this better pay off for them. So, Kevin, final question. Do you think this is real? Yeah, yeah, I'd say this is real. I, I feel like it it would make more sense if the like generals and all of like the rebel fleet like kind of jumped into action a bit further when like rogue one immediately takes off like the solo shuttles like they should they should have like a fucking like extraction team trying to like get them out like some like like special forces or something like that because i know the rebels have that like that's a thing like i'm surprised that they didn't send like the equivalent of like a rebel seal team six to like hey go get these guys before they like compromise an entire mission and lose like all these like really valuable assets. Cause like, you know, between like Jin, Cassian, like K2, like they have a lot of damning evidence on like where the re- rebellion is, who the leaders are and where they're located. If they get captured and interrogated, then the rebellion is basically screwed. So it would, it would make sense if they sent someone to like, hey, either watch their backs or take them out. Like, basically what Cassian was supposed to do with Saw and, like, Galen. Yeah, I I agree. It seemed very easy for them to sneak off and do this. And then when they find out they're there, they're like, okay, we might yeah. as well just help them. Which, if anything, it's like, it's great that they helped them, but at the same time, I think that I thought was just like, that was quick. That seemed, that was easy. Like, that I thought was kind of... Yeah, it's like, wh- yeah, like, where are the other, like, 40 devil's advocates? Like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that, like, the guys that agreed with her are here helping her, but it's like, all right, fuck, If it was yeah. just, like, we don't have enough resources, we don't, like, and it's just them, yeah. or anyone that wants to help them, fine. But the fact that they all should, I thought that was, yeah, I kind of thought, like, that was easy. But if the one, I'm kind of split the thing, the reason why I can't give this a 100% real is because I feel like this is the one thing that I thought is that I kind of call bullshit on sort of. It seemed Jin's dad was putting, seemed to put a lot of faith in the fact that his daughter was going to play a role. Like for, I mean, cause you know, like he's like, he had a part of the, I get part of the message was for her, but a lot of it was for her. And yeah, and well, it, it was like it was like fifty fifty for like her and like Saw Gerrera, but like I, I don't think he really had like any like contact with the outside world to like even know if they were alive. No, but also the fact that like okay, even if they find the plans, the only even if even if she didn't go on that, even if let's say I was thinking about this, even if she wasn't, let's say she was part of the rebellion, and what like even if she wasn't. Maybe she wasn't even part of this mission, or maybe she was, but she wasn't with Cassian. They would never have found him because the plans were the nickname that he gave her when she was a kid, Stardust. Yeah, they no, they would never have found it, figured it out. And I think that, like, yeah, his that's true. faith, his faith in her, not that like she would do the right thing, but the fact that she would get involved the way she was and play a role like this 
I'm kind of like, you're putting a lot of faith on this. And it's not just like, oh, you know, your daughter kind of thing. You really have no idea. Like, if she's even alive, like, that that's kind of why I can't say if, it's if real. She, yeah, if she, or even, because he has no idea if she's like, if she's alive, if she's like a part of the rebellion, for all he knows that she's like defected to the Empire, because like, that's really the only option is either get like stepped on by the empire or be a part of the empire. There's, there's really no in between there yeah. like, unless you want to like, you know, like join the huts and like be like a criminal or something like that. But like, there's no like real, like easy way of living unless you're with the empire or like directly opposing them and like really high up on the chain of command or something like that. I gotta say, um, it seems really cool. Yeah, to no, that, that makes Star sense. <laughs> yeah. Like it seems really cool to there's, be a criminal or a bounty hunter in Star Wars. There, I mean, there's definitely perks, but it's not an easy living, well, no. as we see in like Mandalorian. Well, no, but He's like al- he was almost broke like all the time. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, no, but just like, yeah, no. I mean, I I acknowledge that. <laughs> um, yeah, but so yeah, I think that kind of just wraps it up for Rogue One. Um, we kept it under, yeah. <laughs> like what. Three hours, like last year was. Yeah, wow. This is this is this is this is easily our shortest episode of a Star Wars movie. Um, I'm proud of us. (laughs) We did it. (laughs) Yeah, we were able to talk about Star Wars for less than two hours. Go us. All right, Sam, where can these lovely people find us? You can find us pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, uh, Google, YouTube. YouTube, um, Follow us TikTok. on Instagram. I changed my TikTok. Um, it's Sammy Laughs 24-7. It's it's my Instagram handle. I'm like I'm just gonna keep it easy, Um <laughs> Because before it was Samantha Tomlinson zero, which is pretty stupid. Perfect. Um, but yeah, so uh, this is gonna be a fun month. Um, yeah. Next week's gonna be fun. I'm I'm, look, I'm I'm really yeah I'm really looking forward to next mm-hmm. week because I I think I want to say it's been like a couple I, a couple years since I've last seen Solo, so it's it's gonna be fun to kind of revisit yeah, that. Same. All right. Well, on that note, uh, I'm Kevin Tracy. And I'm Samantha Tomlinson. You've been listening to Movie Reel. Bye-bye, folks. And may the force be with you. I almost said, and you, for a second, I almost thought, and you've been watching Disney Channel. Oh, my God. Actually, you probably, if you watch this, you're probably watching a Disney Plus. So, sure. Actually, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. And, you're- you, and you've been watching Disney Channel. Bye-bye. <laughs>